Welcome to the Cycling BC podcast, where we connect you to members of the cycling community to discuss events, training, nutrition, racing, and just about everything that has anything to do with cycling. In this episode of the Cycling BC podcast, we zoom in and put the focus on photographer Tammy Brimner, also known to many as TLB Velo. We expose her development in sports photography, what she's been doing to stay motivated, how she's adapting in a time of a global pandemic, and how building community is critical to the core of what she does. So thank you for making the time for us. Well, I'm honored yeah. to be here, and there's nothing better than I love talking about our community. So Absolutely. So how would you describe what the past seven or eight months has been like for you? What has it been like? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, adapting. Yeah. Trying to figure out, you know, ways of staying engaged and motivated to keep going on yeah. different things and just, um, but one of the things that I think the hardest part is just not seeing anybody. Right. Right. Yeah. Like very seeing, seeing very few people, um, connecting with a few people on Instagram direct messaging and just saying, Hey, how are you? <laughs> How's yeah. it going? And just watching what people, but like so many people that I know would typically be posting a lot on Instagram or Facebook just went dark, right? Like just nothing. And you're sitting there going, Oh, I hope you're okay. Yeah. Because that's what I think our community does for each other is to be there for one another. Right. You're thinking and, you've, thin. and you've certainly learned to, adapt i read the piece that canadian cycling magazine did with you and i was so thrilled that they did that because i was so honored from my perspective really when i saw when i first started seeing your photos of the virtual races on zwift and whatnot and i don't i'm trying to remember back when i first saw them i'm not sure if i saw them on on social media or if you sent them directly to me but i remember i was i was writing about the EV virtual BC cup series. And at right. the time I remember using like stock Zwift photos or whatever. <laughs> or whatever. And then, and then I think you sent me an email with, with some images of some of the races. And I was like, Oh my gosh, what is this? Like I, wait, <laughs> Tammy's taking photos of the races virtually. How is this? She, she is so on it and so creative. Like I wouldn't have thought to do that. I thought about maybe taking screenshots or whatever. Um, well, I found some better quality images of like just stock photos that were available through Zwift. But then you come up with this collection of photos from the actual virtual races. My mind was blown. I was like, you are so on top of it. What made well, you decide to do that? Oh, um, just finding a way of, you know, with people moving into that virtual race scene, it was like, how can people share their stories or their memories of what this time period is going to be like? Yeah, but it, it did start with my husband jumping on and doing some Zwift racing. And I remember trying to capture it with my phone. I tried with the camera. I ended up doing, I do screen captures is what oh, okay. I do. Okay. But then I edit them. Right. To make them look like a photo so that's my trick wow kudos to you they they look great <laughs> they look i don't know if i could say they look as good as your real life photos but you you certainly 
have done some work to make them look as good as your, <laughs> as your real life photos. Well, I'm definitely getting different angles that I would typically get from a real race. Was there a moment when you thought, oh, I, I'm going to take a photo of, of this race? Well, and it probably was a conversation with Bill at the oh, time. Yeah. Because he was like, I'm like, I bet you I could screen capture this. He goes, yeah, you should just jump in, use my account. And then I got my own account because that was the right thing to do. Right. But it was, yeah, it was just like, how could I capture people? And of course, with the Cycling BC Cup, with Escape Velocity, it was watching how the riders showed up as their avatars and getting to know, like, Sage Deleuze. Like, there's what he looks like. Right. <laughs> I know what he looks like in real life, and I know what his avatar looks like. It's kind of fun. And could people see you, that you were there as Tammy Bruner or TLB Velo? And were they surprised at all? I think I surprised them on the first race and said, hi, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. um, but then there was, I mean, I think I laughed because there was one race where somebody, I can't remember who it was, but actually put in the comments, because that's the nice thing is the chat room, yes. right? Yep. Yep. It's also that I hear somebody going, uh, what did they say? They said something about, um, you know, heads up everybody there's a photographer in the race <laughs> and I was like what yeah it was like it, it's just fun and of course because in order to be there I'm sitting at the start line in my avatar right yeah which is kind of funny right because I yeah. always lose zoom back and go there I am I could be at the start line as if I'm part of the race right and I guess that's one of the unique things about the virtual racing is it gives you an opportunity to kind of jump back and forth between other racers and what they're seeing and that particular exactly. angle of the race. So that's an advantage, I guess. Definitely. Definitely. And, and it's fun, right? Because you can actually follow who's in the lead. You always know who's in, right. in the front, front pack. And then you can scroll back through and I always think, you know, even if you participated in the race and maybe you got dropped early, you're still in there. And yeah. I think people still deserve to have a memory. So I try to capture as many as I can. Right on. That's thank fun. you so much for that. And thank you for sharing those with me back, back then when the BC uh, Cup Racers was going on. You're welcome. So what has that turned into for you over the, the past few months? Has that evolved? Yes, it has evolved. Um, so I started supporting Project Echelon um, right. when they were doing the Tour of the Gila and the Joe Martin stage race. And then they reached out and said, hey, do you want to work with us? Um, so starting in November, so in a couple of weeks, okay, uh, they've turned it into Echelon Racing League and they've gotten all of the pro teams, like it's a pro um, like Continental Pro uh, teams are actually racing in RGT. Uh, so not Swift, but okay. Okay. Uh, Road Grand Tours. Yeah. Their platform, which is, it looks different. It's a different environment than Swift. But yeah, I'm their uh, in-race photographer for their winter season. And it, wow. is, it is so much fun. And I love working with these guys. Like there are... Um, they make you really feel like you're part of the team and they're um, they really make me feel like I'm an important part of what's going on. And I've got 
connections with people um, in Australia, the UK, like I know there are people all over the world racing in these events. And it's just broadened my community in this weird, wonderful way. Yeah, very cool. Kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. I think I saw And I'm that. doing it from my living room over, you know, from my den. Like it's, I don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> That's right. Um, one, of the, one of the other galleries I noticed that you had up from earlier this year, I think that the album was entitled COVID-19 or something oh, like that. yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a really interesting look at the city during that time. Can you talk to me a little bit about that in terms of what you saw, what you were seeing, what you were feeling walking around and taking photos of Vancouver during the early days of COVID when things well, were kind of shutting down? Sure. Yeah, well, it was interesting because we live downtown. We live in okay. Yaletown. And, you know, like when the lockdown first happened, everybody just kind of stayed home. Like yeah. the streets were bare and it was this eerie feeling that if you did go outside because you had to go to the grocery store or whatever, it was like, it was like walking in a ghost town. And my husband, so Bill was still going to work. He was the only one going into the office, but like his, he was just like, Tam, you got to get down here. You've got to capture what's actually happening. And so it was like going out for a walk with my camera and going, wow, like, and then watching all of the artists. So was it, I'm going to get the name wrong probably, but the Vancouver Mural Association. Okay. Um, anyways, they, I think different businesses were hiring artists to go out and then they were starting to make uh, an ugly downtown, an empty, ugly downtown core into something beautiful and right. with positive messages or businesses saying like, be safe or we miss you. Or like, it was just, um, it was just really, really interesting to, to see. And also like the streets were bare yes. again. So like I was walking around going, okay, this is weird. I'm out here capturing the emptiness right? or the odd person and you'd watch and go, oh, masks or the little dots on the sidewalks for people to stand to keep their two meters apart. Like it was, it was weird, but I felt it was important to capture so that we remember. When did photography come into your life? <sighs> um, you know what's interesting is I have to probably take it back to, I think, 2010. And it was just from, we were traveling and I was playing around with my little point and shoot. And I remember capturing a couple of photos that Bill said to me, he goes, Tam, that photo, that's amazing. And I remember looking at it going, how did I do that? <laughs> what was that all about? And it just became, I just started, um taking my camera everywhere we went and i would capture different things and i realized i i have some introverted tendencies so when i get into a crowd if i have the camera with me i'm gold i can right. move around the room still talk to people but not become overwhelmed with sure. what all's going on so that worked out well but yeah it was just interesting that um we also uh, we went to Scotland. 
for the first time with a friend and we went golfing okay. and we, we got a new camera. Actually, we got it right before the Olympics. Right. Okay. And we took that camera to Scotland with us and I photo documented like every course that we hit. We hit 14, we played 14 rounds in 10 days. Oh, wow. I've never, wow. I, I just remember being really tired, really cold and really hungry every day, but it was being able to capture scenery and I did a, with the action and okay. that just, it, it really struck me. And if you want to hear a funny story about how I, um, I signed up for a lifestyle photography course, okay. an online photography course. And this is where I knew cycling was important to me in terms of what I was wanted to capture is she told us that the person running the course said, I want you to do an inspiration board. So like check out other people's work and pull together what inspires you. And I remember looking at other people's work and going like in the lifestyle yeah. category. Yeah. Like, mm, not doing it for you. That's not doing it for me. So I use my own work that I loved and I put that together and I went, but I want to be inspired by others. I, you know, you can do your own thing. And I think that's important, but I remember, uh, I had been gathering up photos of, um, Jared Gruber and yeah. Have you heard of the Jared and Ashley Gruber duo? No. Husband and wife team. Uh, we first saw them. They were hired by Strava and they did a beautiful photo book after the tour of france a few years ago and their work was stunning and i remember i grabbed a you know a handful of theirs uh there's a guy i've actually connected with on instagram um from la there was a shot that he took that i went i love that shot and i pulled it all together and i made my own little mood board and i went that's what inspires me. And I went, okay, now I know. I don't have to fight it and think that I needed to do lifestyle photography. Oh, I also did a women in the backcountry uh, photography weekend. Okay. Where we hiked up a mountain outside in Banff. And we spent a weekend. I spent a weekend with nine other women. And I realized I really didn't like sitting there watching it as, as beautiful as the sunrise was. Right. I was like, are we done yet? You, Can need, I keep moving? <laughs> you need a little more action. I need a little yeah. more action. But what I learned from that is, and I think that comes out in the photos that I take is I'm always trying to capture the environment around the cyclists. And I think that's what I love watching for is a beautiful road cyclist or a mountain biker in front of beautiful scenery. Right. Absolutely. That's what I love. How did you get started in, in inserting yourself in the cycling scene and taking photos? Was it just of, of Bill out at races? Yeah. Well, and if you saw the article, you would have seen my story about how Bill and I used to golf together all right. the time. And yeah. so yeah, I needed 14 to rounds find... in 10 days. <laughs> yeah, There <laughs> was a lot. Yeah. But he got bit by the cycling bug. And then next thing you know, he was going to races. And I was like, okay, I'll come along and be supportive. I followed him to all sorts of other hockey rinks and guitar stores. Sure. <laughs> so now it's cycling stores. 
bike stores. But yeah, it was just that whole thing of bringing the camera and going, because that was a new environment for me. Right. Of literally, can I get one really good shot of Bill? And then it was, I'm going to try and capture all of his team at the time. And And how long did it take you to, to consistently get that one good shot? Or can, like, when did you start oh. getting it with, with regards to cycling photography? It was probably a year of yeah. like playing around with playing around things. with the settings and yeah. And then I think it was probably um, one of local rides weekends where they would have the road race and the crit downtown mm-hmm. Maple Ridge. I remember catching finding a spot in the, the, the Sunday race where the lighting was just perfect. And I captured a ton of different racers and I went, oh, I think I'm finally getting it. And oh, that's yeah. when I, I think it was around that time that more photos were coming out and it, it was interesting. And I just remember um, Andrew Funamoto actually reaching out to me and going, Tam, can I use one of your photos? Because for the Cypress challenge, I want to put up a profile for myself. And can I use one of your photos for that? And I went, Oh my God, somebody actually wants to use a photo I took of them. Sure. (laughs) Why not? But yeah, that's, yeah, that's a really interesting question thinking about how long it actually took, but it took some time, but I was there every weekend. Certainly, you certainly got things dialed down. (laughs) So that must've been a nice feeling having somebody, did you say it was Andrew that asked to use your photo for their event or profile or or whatever did did that start happening more more often yeah well and it's um and i can say that it's you know i i used to like love looking at different people's feet and going oh that's my photo of them is their profile pic or it's their background pic or um and like and it's just i think that's the beautiful thing right it's being able to capture people doing something that they love to do and that they're pushing themselves physically and mentally to reach new goals that I think is uh, amazing when they get to have a picture that captures them. And I can share a funny story of this was during BC super week last year. Okay. That I was standing on the side of uh, one of the, the roads in, was it Ladner? I think it was Ladner where this husband and wife and their child were walking by and all of a sudden they saw me there and I've got my vest on so they know it's who I am. And all of a sudden I hear this, oh, you're TLB Velo. I'm like, yeah. They're like, (laughs) you captured me during my very first master's national race. And and he goes, like, at that photo, he goes, I bought that photo from you because it was beautiful and it reminded me of what I did. And his wife is like, oh, you mean, are you talking about this one, honey? And she pulled it up and it was, like, showing me how it's, his, like, the screensaver on his computer that oh, he man. just loves to have and how it brings stories or the Valley Grand Fondo of finding out that somebody had had a, found themselves in the hospital but they had a photo of themselves that I had taken of them in the Valley Grand Fondo and that that was actually something that gave them some hope that they could do that again. Like it really yeah. Yeah. helped their recovery. And I was just like blown away that a simple photo 
can absolutely make such a difference for somebody. So. Yeah, I feel the exact same way. I have, I have a. I don't know if you can see. <laughs> I could see you guys. I a have huge... a. I have a photo behind me. Oh, right? that nice. was my very first Grand Fondo. That's captured awesome. by somebody and. You know, that one still keeps me inspired. Like, oh, that's when I fell in love with cycling. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. So that absolutely cool. can relate to that. So people like you that help kind of preserve those memories and keep the, the fire stoked in, in people by just looking at a, a simple inspiring image, whatever that yeah, means. That's for. crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. So. I, I'm yeah. I think I'm blown away. That well, that's well, the impact. But I'm honored as well that I get to do that for people. What's in your camera bag, or what's in your gear oh. bag that you bring to races? <laughs> uh, I usually have two camera bodies, at least two lenses. Um, I have a little air squirter thing to clean oh, out yeah. my lenses. Do you still oh, shoot yeah. with Canon? Is is there still yes. Canon versus Nikon bit, or is there is that dead, or is there just too many oh, players? No, it? it's. I think it depends on what people start with. Is yeah. what I find. Like I have friends that are like Nikon, to their death. Okay. And I'm like, I'm Canon. I started Canon, and even if I thought I wanted to go something else, the investment in. <laughs> <laughs> the bodies and the lenses is right it's you're, an investment so <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna stick with canon right like, on definitely but i usually have gloves and a okay. toque uh my vest is in there i usually have lip balm i think there's some let's see extra batteries some mints yeah Little things like Kleenex. Okay. What's one piece of equipment or gear that you can't live without or leave home without? Other than your cameras, of course, obviously. <laughs> My TLV Velo vest. It yeah. comes with me everywhere. Yeah. Unless it's cold. If it's too cold like it was at Jeremy's Roubaix, it didn't yeah. come out. <laughs> Do you think you have a natural <clears throat> ability to take great photos or is, do you think it's something that you've learned like you gave an example where you said bill took a look at one of your photos just from a point and shoot and said tammy that's that's brilliant like do you think you just have a natural knack for for seeing things that make for good photos you know it's a, it's an interesting question because i would say that I have learned a lot along the way. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that there is actually that natural ability. I think everybody can learn. Okay. So you might be able to see something and try and capture it. But the funny thing with a camera is there are times when what you think you see and how it shows up in the camera is... Yeah. Not quite in sync. <laughs> right, right. That so, happens to me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and so when you learn how to figure that out, but I think one of the things that I have 
that I'm grateful for is that I'm, I've learned to trust my eye. Okay. I used to make Bill look at every collection before I posted it, going, like, did, you know, is this okay? And he'd be like, eh, get rid of that one or whatever, because I trust his eye. Sure. But now I'm like, you know what? This is my collection. If I like it, then that's what I'm going to put out. And so Good for you. I think, yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing about being able to trust my eye, but also knowing that I'm always amazed when I see other people's work and I go, wow, how did they do that? Let's see. Can I make that happen? We'll try. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. You just never know. You, you experiment and then you grow and you develop yourself as in your, in your discipline. And I think that's the better. fun thing, right? Yeah. yeah. There's always something to learn. Yeah. So what would be your, what's the process like for you when you're, go, you're going to be going out to a race that you've been um scheduled to 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 shoot what's the what's kind of like your do you have like a pre event like routine checklist yeah (laughs) and what do you do at the event yeah what's the process Um, for you so probably the first thing is i i want to know if i know the course or not Mm -hmm. and so i'll in my if we don't know the course then i will try and either get there early enough so that we can drive around and see do your recon where the do the recon or there have been times when we've been lucky enough to the guys will go out for a ride in that area so I'll get to to see it that way but if I've already been there it'll be oh you know what I want to try this time I want to try this scene or you know as you're moving around the course you'd be like like oh that would be a good spot over there so it's always trying to find new spots um, I will all check out, you know, <laughs> start times, where it is. Yeah. I will charge my camera batteries and make sure everything's put together. And the other thing that I actually always carry in my golf, I have my golf bag, huh, and my golf bag and my camera bag is food. Cliff bars, um, trail mix, right. whatever it is, because just like you can bonk on a bike. Yeah. I found myself be, um, getting a little cranky if I don't have enough food or keep eating and drinking enough through the races because they can be a long day. Yeah, you're out there on the course in the heat like everybody else and got to stay hydrated. Do you ever have to jockey for position for a good spot with other people or other photographers that are uh, on the course? The only time I've had to do that is... for finish line shots okay yeah um and it depends whether i'm like the the hired photographer or not if i'm the hired photographer i'll tell people to get out of the way i'll ask nicely of course but (laughs) you know it's you know i'm actually the photographer for the event so if you wouldn't mind giving me some space Uh, luckily i'm short so if the other photographers are taller than me then they shoot over my head it's usually okay uh that's usually okay there are other times actually uh depending on whether you can actually get in inside the race or if you have to stay outside the boundaries that it's the average joe with their cell phones yeah i've got i've tried to capture the finish line because they wouldn't let me on the the course because it was too dangerous and you're fighting everybody with their phones right 
And you're like, really? Why are you doing that? (laughs) (laughs) I need that shot. So it's always, it's always interesting, but for the most part, um, and I think that's maybe why I move around the course because I can get different shots and you get different perspectives from being in different places. And if you're in where everybody else is, then all the shots are going to look the same. The same, right. So what do you think about uh, phone photography? Like the technology has gotten so good, you know, these days that the phone camera images are just, are they, are, are they, as good now, you think, as a, a, a SLR, or can you can I, you capture the same kind of photos? No. no. Yeah. No. Um, and I think if I think about my Canon One DX, and I shoot in manual mode, so I can make adjustments to whatever I need in the moment. My phone, I find it doesn't have, I'd have to really play with it in order to get those kind of shots. So for sports photography, I think my SLR is yeah. better yeah. than my phone, but I've got a really kick-ass phone that, <laughs> that takes some pretty amazing stuff. It's really interesting. I remember seeing somebody had a Sony um, and it was just a small little camera, no lens, just built in. And he was showing me, this guy was showing me, like he was just sh- aiming the, ca- uh, the camera at uh, a couple of people for a portrait. And I watched as the screen was just kind of lighting up with the focal points and identifying yeah. the eyes. And you're like going, seriously? Your camera just told you exactly where to look. <laughs> it just captured their portraits perfectly Ah. and you went wow it's amazing what people can do which is why i think they say it doesn't matter what you use it's the composition of the shot right is more important than the quality of your camera right i think for sports photography it's a little easier to do with a a good camera versus a phone or point and shoot but yeah interesting so how much work goes into the post stuff, post editing, post event stuff? There's a lot of work that goes into it. I've honed my workflow yeah. though, that I have a my process, which means I get my images out definitely within yeah. 24 hours, usually less time, um, usually. And I think, um, and I think that's one of the things that people don't always appreciate is how much time goes into the post-production because mm-hmm. it takes time. And with a DSLR, there have been times I come home and I go, Oh man, did I have to shoot 4,000 images? <laughs> Which you do when you're doing high speed continuous, right? You're going to get multiple shots, but I've kind of learned to flip through and look for what I think looks good, checking the quality, yeah. Getting them into a batch. And then I have my favorite filters that I like to use and how I edit each photo. Yeah. It's just a process. Oh yeah. And then double checking that you got them right. Yeah. Speaking of filters, do you, do you use filters on Instagram when you post photos or have you already <clears throat> gotten your photos to the point where you just throw them up there? Um, sometimes 
I just go with what I have. Other times I like playing with some of the different ones. And yeah. so as long as it's making it look better, cool. I have no problems with do you have adding a another filter. Do you have a favorite Instagram filter? No. <laughs> I don't have a favorite one. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's kind of interesting, but even the enhance feature is not a bad one. But there's sometimes you hit the enhance and you go, ooh, no, 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 back to where we had it. So, right. you know, and it's all about, that's the thing about what we like, I think is it's in the moment of what catches your eye. Sure. Yeah. Of what you go with. So, how do you think social media has impacted what you do as a photographer? <laughs> how has it helped you in um, terms of being more accessible and sharing or? engaging with with people i think social media is critical actually yeah. to that success and i remember i didn't even have an instagram account until that maple ridge race that i mentioned the local ride oh okay race yeah. the ridge and all of a sudden bill was just like you got to get your stuff out there town i'm like okay quickly came up with the name TLB Velo and got it going. But that's where I connect with so many people. Um, and my community keeps growing and it's amazing who will respond to Insta stories or who will comment or reach out on Facebook. I have a, most of the cycling community also is friends with me on Facebook. Mm -hmm. So my feed is pretty well connected to, to the world, but it's, it, it, I think it's critical. It actually, to me, the social side of social media side of it actually helps build community mm -hmm. because you get to see people in their natural element, like when they're not on a bike, but you also get to see what they like about cycling as well and what else is going on for them. You know, who's got kids, who got the new dog, um, who's graduating yeah, yeah. <laughs> or who got their first car. Uh, and yeah. it's just, I, I don't know. There is something about that. I think that it's actually, it's critical. And Absolutely I, can, critical. I, I can kind of sense that community that you've been able to build with, with the cycling community or the relationship you've been able to build with the cycling community through your, just through your social media feeds. There's so much engagement between you and the rest of the community that what has that meant to you and has what am i trying to ask what has that meant to you in terms of building those relationships and has more come out of that yeah i love that question because i actually think that it's been critical because i think what's important to me and what i've realized as time goes on is that community is super important and i had somebody say to me one day so help me understand, Tam, you are part of a cycling community, but you don't cycle yourself at the time. And I remember going, yeah, it is actually kind of amazing. But that's what I think is beautiful about it is people everywhere, you know, everybody wants to be recognized. They want to be valued. They want to be heard. They want to be seen. And if I can help do that for people, then that's amazing. Cause I love, and it's interesting, right? Because you can be out on social media, but when you're out on the race, 
I love being out on the course because riders will race by, they'll be like, hey, Tab, or, uh, you know, it's people will walk up and tell me what's going on for them. And I, I guess love that. that's, I love that's what I'm, what's going on. Absolutely. I think that's what I was trying to get at when I was asking the question. Is that translated into the real world for you, that connection on social media? having yeah. taken photos of people and them recognizing you as the photographer. And when you meet in the, in the real world, you, you have that tangible connection with people. And I, I think that's wh where you're going with building that community. Yeah. So thank you for, for explaining that, <laughs> explaining that for me, explaining to me what I was trying to ask you. Yeah. <laughs> but it is, it is really interesting. And um, even like one of the local, the, one of the guys that used to race locally, he would um, actually, he had the best line coming off of uh, one of the spring series events where he's, his best line that I've ever heard him say was, I can't feel my face after <laughs> one of the uh, cold spring series races. But that guy, like he was a teenager at the time, we've stayed connected. I was actually in Whistler shooting another event and I happened to be on the side of a road. <laughs> and I get a DM from this guy going, was that you on the side of the road? Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure I just saw you <laughs> as they were driving by. And it was, um, I, I don't know, there's something about it that is, it's beautiful. And I think that sense of community is, it's one that I mentioned before, like you, the community is there for one another through thick and thin. And you know, they, they razz each other when somebody steps out of line, they laugh with me, they, they jostle, they do, it's like a big family, actually. Right. <laughs> it's actually a, a highly functional family, usually. Um, and it's wonderful to be a part of. Well, thank you so much for being a big part of it and allowing us to feel like we're part of it too, through your, through your images and, and photos. So we well, thank you for, for what you do. Well, I'm honored and i'm grateful and this has been a fun conversation <laughs> yeah no we really appreciate you sharing your your perspective what, one you. last thing before before we leave off i wanted to know you you're out at a lot of the races you get to see a lot of the people <coughs> and a lot of do you have a favorite cycling kit that you you like out of all the ones that you you've seen um so you do know that my husband races for what's now Beachy Factory Racing. So I'd have to say that his team, whatever one it is, is always my favorite kit. Right on. I don't think I'm allowed to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is there anything else that you would like to, to leave off with? Um, only that I love what Cycling BC has been doing to support cycling in BC and the races and your role, Jarek, of actually getting stories out and connecting with, you know, the different events has been phenomenal. So I thank you for helping share this story and the enthusiasm with all of BC. Well, thank you, Tammy. Appreciate it. And hopefully we will have lots more opportunities to connect in the future. We, uh, are looking forward to bouncing back real strong in in 2021. You know, this, uh, this past crossed. year has been a challenge. Yeah, we have our fingers yeah. crossed. Um, so I really appreciate your time and I thank you for everything you do and we hope to, to continue to see your beautiful images 
and I'll provide a link for everybody to check out your your gallery and your social media feeds uh, on the, uh -huh. de the description of this episode. Thank you so much. Okay. Yeah, it's been a real pleasure. Great. Thanks, Tammy. Have a great awesome. day. Awesome. You too, Derek. Bye. Thanks again for listening. We hope you enjoyed the perspectives of our guest, Tammy Brimner of TLB Velo Photography. I want to take this moment to thank Tammy and all the other sports photographers in BC for their part in our sport, often making us look good and fast and capturing the joy, the suffering, and the spirit of our community. You can check out Tammy's photo collections at tlbvelo.com. Be sure to check out other episodes of our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other popular podcatchers. We'll catch you on the next one, and in the meantime, be safe and enjoy the ride.